0: Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So, it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom
1: Brain with Hilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Mom Brain. Today we have Stephanie Rule is an NBC News correspondent and anchor of MSNBC Live. And then it's super exciting as well because my co-host today, because Daphne sadly couldn't make it, is my husband, Alec. Do you
0: experience mom brain a lot?
2: Um,
1: By osmosis, yeah, by by osmosis. I mean, sometimes I'll be walking around, if I spend a long amount of time with her one day, I'll walk around going, I can't really think straight. And you you can
0: think straight when you have dad brain? No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we should like talk about that. Let's talk about dad brain. You your kids are how old again? I have a 9-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 5-year-old. I got a full house.
2: I'm fascinated, though, about this Halloween with beer party. I love that.
0: Um, well, you know, I, I live in a townhouse, uh-huh. and uh, I made a mistake last year. I do my house up huge for Halloween. And it wasn't that I forgot about trick-or-treating, but then Halloween came, and I took all my kids out. So I sort of roll back to my house and there's like a mob of people in front of my house last year. And I'm like, oh, hey. And this woman is like, "Uh, you're not even home? And she's like, you've been advertising for Halloween all month and uh, we show up and and the store's closed. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And she's like, if you do your house up like this, you damn well better be home for trick or treating. And I'm like, oh my God. So this year I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just do an open house like to all my friends, my kids, friends, parents, come on over, you know, we'll serve. Drinks, food, everyone can hang out, and then people start arriving at four, and the beer's warm. And I, was, I had this moment where I was like, I'm not even sure I want you to come home. And he's like silent on the phone, he's like, Really? I'm pretty sure you don't know how to put the music on in our house. So <laughs> do you want me to come home or not? And I was like, yeah. I think you I could exchange home. information. Yes, yes. Here's
1: the refrigerator. This box <laughs> over here yes. with the silver door. Yes. And he could say, well, this is the sound system. Keep that. Here Yeah, You do that. So I'm then you
2: realized he, still had, did, he did, still had a purpose. He did. He still had a purpose. Yeah. Are we better today?
0: We are. You know what? Once we sort of got in the groove, everything worked
2: out. Then it all worked out. That is an interesting thing because we didn't do – so we went trick-or-treating. And every other – every year before this, I was very good about, like, getting the candy and stuff like that. I realized that you have to get candy early or, like – more towards the beginning of October, or only the peanut butter candy is left on the shelves, which is like you don't do that. You are not allowed to to hand out peanut butter candy. Um, and we
1: left a little early for trick or treating. Like we we, it was almost like we were like, I'll have an omelet with home fries. <laughs> we like the breakfast. We trick-or-treating, went trick or
2: treating at know. three because we OJ thought you coffee. did because well last year it was so crowded and we're like you know we'll go early. Our we'll kids early. are so little. Were
0: people answering the door? No, well, no there, was, to, there, there was there was no the place street. to go trick or treating.
2: We won't say what
1: it is, but we get to the street that was closed down for the neighborhood thing, they close down the block and we get there and even the cops are like, Mr. Baldwin, you know, it doesn't open till five o'clock. And I'm like, oh. Uh, so we go. Well, let's just and my wife is eternally positive. She's like, well, let's just walk around. We walked around. And have well, that's a little what your kids
2: parade. To do. Well, also taking advantage of the fact town. that our kids don't really understand what trick or treating is because their memory isn't. I mean, they're, our oldest is five, so she kind of remembers last year, and then like really doesn't remember the years before. So we we kind of took advantage of that. But we did come home. We they gave, we gave them a snack and then we went out again for a they, very short period of time. We gave them a little and meal,
1: and then we went back out again. And the thing with our kids is, and they, they're very good at this, they've accepted this, which is they don't really get to eat the candy. You know, with my wife as their mother, who's oh, very... Oh, come rich. on,
2: don't do it. That's not fair. No, no, but no, I mean, no, but I mean they get one fair. piece of candy. They, oh, no. they got one piece. Okay, so Carmen... Carmen, of course, had Carmen, a bail they, they had a, candy they the size had of a They had a cotton car. candy machine that she did remember from last year. And they, she ate the cotton candy, then got sick from the cotton candy, and didn't want any of her candy later. For what, real? For real? Well, she was like. She but was
1: what, like what I love. Well, let, let me ask you this. What I love about um, Carmen is that the willfulness expresses itself in every possible way. Yes. So we're in line, and there's two guys making cotton candy from these machines. It's a mob and the, it's people. a mob. people just they're just encrusted in parents and kids. and you it probably going to take like 20 minutes to stand in line or more to get the cotton candy. And Carmen's like, "No, it'll go faster. She
0: get like in line. She's like shoving she me wants, to get in line. Was the only thing that she I want it, no. And so she got her cotton candy. For me, cotton candy and face painting are both no-go. And it's not because of the sugar, and it is not because of washing their face off. It's the line. If you are going to go to any children's event, face painting takes 25 minutes. And as soon as your kid gets to the front of the line, you're ignoring the fact that there's a huge line behind you. And you're like, we're going to go with Spider-Man slash Unicorn with the David (laughs) Bowie element. And then it takes 40 minutes for each kid. So I never offer cotton candy or face painting. I mean I offer tons of other totally inappropriate things that aren't good for them. Beer, but those two beer. those two, the line is just too traumatic for them. So how do you find the
2: balance between going out and trick or treating and then also handing out candy? Like we didn't I, I we had trick-or-treaters come at like six thirty where I was like already getting the kids ready to go to bed and then there were trick or treaters and I realized I forgot this year to get them candy.
0: I had no balance. Like I leaned into the chaos of like trying to pack 10 pounds in a three pound bag. So kids were coming and going and all these people were coming because I did an open house. And at one point, a family was sitting in my kitchen that was not a guest of mine. And I'm not exaggerating. And the woman says, she's like, well, is this a restaurant and I'm going and my nanny is, is dressed as a gypsy and she's like <laughs> I'm dressed as a gypsy you are a gypsy I think you need to leave now and it was just oh like the chaos of people coming in and out but the good thing was for me people just kept leaving with my children and they were like oh we're gonna go trick-or-treating does this one want to come and this one and I was like yes yes take them it takes a village so it all just sort of it does I mean I am a firm believer in it takes a village in that I grew up in New Jersey And every weekend, uh, my mother comes and stays with me in the city, and in the summer, my kids live at the beach uh, uh, where my parents are. And as lucky as we all are to live in the city and have the careers that we do and the opportunity, there's nothing like having your mother, your sister, your family who just gets you and loves your children. And so to have that, I think is like a game changer. Our our,
1: our situation is the exact opposite. All of our families are far away and none of them get us at all.
0: No. (laughs)
1: They don't get us at all.
2: Um, so I, one of the things I loved reading about you is is how you are into saying no now, which is the story of our life. Our favorite word, we, we hang out with a bunch of toddlers, our favorite word is no. Um, and we are trying to, you know, we went from, especially him, having a super public life and going out every single night and saying yes to every function and cocktail party and this and that. And now we have a ton of kids in a very short period of time, and we would just want to hang out with them. And you feel this weird pull between what you think might be right for your career, what might be right for your chari- your, your wish to charitably give, and then these little people that you've created and really want to um, spend time with you. So I loved, I loved hearing that that's something that you're thinking about.
0: I, I think it finds its path. I think if what you're trying to do is simply be everywhere and say yes then you're always late you're kind of half-assing it you're there but you're not truly there resentful and so as it relates to like my kids and my kids school i'm on tv in the morning so i'm never going to make parent meet you know the parent meetings they're at 9 15. and when i think about anything i want to say yes to at my kids schools i only do things where my kids are present and as much as i love the other moms and i've made great friends For me, it is not a priority that I'm going to go to mom lunches to talk about the school auction. If it's the school auction, I'm going to find how I'm going to contribute to it. But for me, every time I set foot in that building, I want my kid to be part of it. I want to be in their classroom, engaging with them, not just other moms and some. Not just showing up,
1: yeah. And, And
0: and just you know, if you think about charitable organizations, over time, you know what you care about. You know what your purpose is. So to just shake hands and go to lots of things, you're not really a stakeholder or committed to that event. So don't do it. Just do what matters to you. And then you and your kids have so much more time together and you value it.
1: For people who don't know, I mean, I think they maybe have an idea. What is your typical schedule? You're up when, you're out the door when, you're in so makeup when?
0: I uh, I anchor a, uh, my morning shows at 9 a.m. So uh, my morning meeting every day is at 6, but I do it from home. I'm in bed. My kids are Usually, there's at least one of them in me, you know, like on top of me, next to me, dressing something. Uh, so I get up at six with my team, and uh, I'm at work by seven. I'm on air from nine to ten, uh, and then I anchor a second show from one to two. And then I don't know. I would say I'm home. let my Monday through Friday. Monday two through shows Friday. Friday. Yeah, I have two shows, uh, and then I do stuff for nightly news and Today Show. And uh, I try to be home when my, you know, right after school for my kids because I do think. But I've only been in TV the last seven years. I was in investment banking for 14. For me, not getting to see my kids in the morning is really hard. But I actually think it's after school that makes an even bigger difference. If you don't see your kids until 6 o'clock at night, by then, when you're like, how was your day? They're like, fine, great, whatever. Because they've, they're already disconnected from it. But when you see their faces at 3, you know if they had a horrible day. You know if they were treated horribly. You know if they didn't have All of it. You see it in their face. You feel Their pain is right there. And so I even feel like when we talk about in this country, mothers and mothers who work and parenthood, we mistake it that, oh, well now we're doing well because now we're gonna offer 14 weeks maternity leave. Maternity leave is nothing. It's the 18 years that you have your kids. When you have a newborn baby, yes, it's you and it's breastfeeding, but the truth is lots of people could change your baby's diaper. Over the years, for me, it's when my kids are in fourth grade and fifth grade and sixth grade, when they're having real moral dilemmas, social dilemmas, that I want to be there and help them through it as much as I can. And so for me to get to work in television now and force myself to not travel as much as I used to, I want to sleep in the same house as them because it's when they're walking in your room at 1030 at night is when they'll admit to you there was a party I didn't get invited to and I feel terrible about
1: it. What's your husband's schedule?
0: Uh, My husband runs a tech business. so He has sort of a a regular schedule. We um, does he have bo- more
1: latitude in his schedule? Not like, really. You we go to both, work a no matter
0: time. what, uh, eat dinner at home on Mondays, and no matter what, we eat dinner with our, our family Fridays, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is a toss up, but we're never out on the same night.
2: And then weekends, you try to
0: weekends we're all together. We do less and less social things, or things we do with our friends. We do with our kids too.
1: Or your friends' peers who have kids the same age, roughly Ish. some of them.
0: And and I think it's great to have friends who have kids but who maybe are not in your school. Mm-hmm. Because I think the problem when you're only in the zone of like here's all our friends from school. And only four year olds can be with four year olds and up, oh, you can't because you're five and a half. Right. Like right. if you have friends out of this zone, sort of all the kids are, are in it together. Right. Anybody who's going to the beach in the neighborhood, anybody who's eating dinner, and if, you, if your kids, for me, have friends that are outside their kind of zone in New York, I actually think it helps their confidence.
2: Now, you are talking about how your kids will come home and you can learn about their day or what's happening when they come into your bedroom at 10.30 p.m. I mean, for us, Alec has an older daughter. But, you know, for me, I have, my oldest is five. And then we have a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a five-month-old. And sometimes I have these moments where I think when when people say bigger kids, bigger problems – and I get a little bit scared. And I, what what would you say in terms of difficult ages or the amount of energy? I mean, we're tired. I'm tired.
0: And that- it's a different kind of tired. It's not when, when your kid. I mean, you have so many little kids. Mine are not as close in age as yours. But the uh, for me, I think the, the the pain or anguish is is greater the older they get because it's social and emotional. When they're little, it's, I want to be fed, I need to have my diaper changed, I don't want to go to bed, I don't want to read this book, but it's when they're older. I mean, I can remember before I had kids, I always wanted to have kids, but I knew that the pain you could feel when you're left out or when you get your feelings hurt and your life is bad, but the pain you know you're going to feel when it's your child, is exponentially worse. I remember seeing the movie Forrest Gump years ago and feeling like, think about Forrest Gump's mom. Think about how she felt. I, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know if I could have kids. And when my sister had kids first, I sort of experienced it through her. And now, for me, my What changed cult-
1: your mind? Why did you have three kids?
0: Because over time, I mean, they're just the greatest joy, right. right? They make you know yourself better. They make you figure your priorities out. You care so much less about the chaos in life.
1: Well, two, two things I want to just ask you. Well, first of all, one is a a, a, is a statement, which is that, you know, with, with all children, my older one and now the ones we have now who are very young, the idea being when they get older, what's painful is that a lot of what they suffer from is something – that's the result of something they're not doing or getting right. I mean, when little kids are little kids, you write it all off. They're little. They don't know better. And when kids get to be 15 and 16, you want to try to teach them don't do this and avoid this person and lower your expectations. You're trying to get them to mature, and very often it's frustrating and painful because some mature quicker than others, you know. I mean – some kids, you, you see them walk into the same pothole again and again in terms of friends and trouble. And
0: I think the other problem as your kids get older is that you can't parent in a vacuum. When your kids are as young as yours are, you can say, these are the decisions we're making for our family and this is what works. Suddenly your kids are in real school and you have to factor in, right? So my son is 12 and uh, so he's in the seventh grade and he didn't have a cell phone until about two months ago and it was finally at the end of sixth grade when school said to me you probably want to get this kid a cell phone he's the only one in his grade who wow. doesn't have one and we had thought about it a ton before and i was like you know what he doesn't need to have one his whole life is going to be connected connected but cell phones are the only way kids communicate now so there, there is the a jungle. downside right. if he's you choose it he's right. isolated right so if all kids are playing or not when i was in the seventh grade i was going to dances now they're staying in their own houses on Friday nights, they're texting or they're playing Fortnite with one another from other houses. So if you make the decision that you'll, you are not going to have a tech family, on some level, that's like saying back when you were a kid, I'm not going to let Alec play sports because that's what all the boys do to be macho and be connected. So it's a really hard decision because you're not parenting just as your family, you have to parent in an environment.
1: When I, when I was in seventh grade, I was flipping baseball cards on the corner. Were you ever played with that game, flip baseball cards? No, okay. I have another question, but you go. You, you, you have yours. Well, so
2: how, but how do you find that, what, what are your thoughts in terms of that? Like, is it better to find a community that is a non-tech family, as you say, or do you just have to go with it to make your kid feel included? And while you are doing that, do you feel like you are setting them up for bad habits later?
0: We're fumbling our way through this. Um, But we're doing it as a family and I, I know that my kids know that we're trying our hardest and that I love them more than anything. And I try to make everything we do as a family awesome and that's the best we've got. Like I am scared about how much everyone is on screens. Like there was an article in the New York Times this week that in Silicon Valley there is a spike in mothers and fathers who are no longer allowing their nannies to ever be on cell phones. They want no screen time. So the people who invented screens are now not allowing their caregivers to have their children near screens. So I don't know what the outcome is. Like, am I gonna turn my kids into these, you know, farmers who aren't connected to the digital world? Um, Or am I gonna let them do it and they're gonna go down a bad path? All I know is, I'm trying to tell them every day, no matter what, I believe in you, I love you, let's just try to win this thing together.
1: Now, what I'm curious about is, how were you, I mean, you worked at a a big company, a big investment banking company for many years, and then you left to work with another big company, have a different career. How are you different, and how are you different as a mother from the one job to the other? Did you change?
0: I think every job is the same. I I think no matter what job you do in the world, it's the same. I think it's about, can you build relationships, and are you trustworthy? Like in banking, no, there wasn't a hedge fund calling me up saying, Stephanie Rule, um, I need you to help us make uh, our next great investment decision. It's about can I trust you? Do I believe in you? Mark Zuckerberg did a, a tour last year that he went to every single state. And his takeaway at the end was people trust relationships. They don't trust information. And I think that's so true. So for me as a mom and me as a professional, if I can make the environment around me as positive as possible, if I can make the people around me feel good, be happy, I think it's gonna be a great environment. And even in a work environment, imagine if you just create a good place, then how bad can work be?
1: But did you change as a person from one yes. job to the other?
0: Um, I did in that my elbows got less and less sharp the older I got. When I was younger and more insecure, I mean, I was just fighting everything. Yeah. Everything like anyone in my way. I, I wanted to w- win alone, do it alone. And the older I got, I realized if you're on it, if you build a team, if you build a community, winning a, winning on a team is amazing. And if you lose on a team, it's way better than losing alone. If you lose alone, people are kicking dirt at you. If you lose on a team, you're like, man, that sucked. Should we go get a beer? Right, right. Got and I think other. that's changed for me over time. And motherhood, for me. Helps me get to that place because it's filled with, with potholes that you never expected.
1: You have another one? I have another one.
2: I have so many. If you feel like it, no, but is yours relating to the last one? Because mine's
0: not. Well, wait, do you think you think of yourself? Do you think you are, do you like who you are today more than you did 10 years ago?
1: You, oh, infinitely, because I think 10 years ago I was single and I was divorced and I had a child and I, uh, you know, all I did was run around and, 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 and and make the family connection with people that weren't my family. Because you had a hole you wanted to fill. I I was the uncle to my friend's kids. I would go, uh, I was always showing up places because I didn't have a family. I was always collecting boxes of memorabilia because that was my connection to people and to life and to love and to friendship. And now Mm -hmm. since I married her, at the end of the year, my box is like one-tenth the size because I think to myself, everybody that is important to me is under my roof. Everybody I love is here, and <clears throat> this idea of these touchstones of relationships with other people that weren't my family kind of took over my life. For really. that, I, I was cutting a ribbon and going to this gala and putting on black. I carried the tux in my glove compartment, and I go to this event and oh, this event and this tux. event. Yeah, <laughs> it was, well, we, we rolled it up pretty tight. And the, the uh, and uh, and since I'd met her, I lay in bed and like you know uh, we would turn off our phone and I'd say, everyone I care about is here.
0: No, Except for
2: a landline, because that's where Ireland can call. We have a landline. We have to a keep. landline in right. Ireland. Can I like
0: call an old school can landline. Can <laughs> I love a landline and a refrigerator that's filled with food. Those are my two favorite things. <laughs> Preferably the beer that you said. Yes. To Not in a closet. <laughs>
2: no, but I think that that's really has has been with it. We talk about this so much about saying no and what is important. And, and we have seen ourselves, as I said before, morph into doing very little because, you know, you look at it, you work in TV, you're this big, you know, actor, you guys, both of you guys have had, like, really incredible careers, and for me, I've kind of, like, joined... You have the a crew. pretty incredible I career. I have an incredible career, but you know, I mean, it's not I don't have the same number of years and everything behind um, But you have a
0: way better body than both of us.
2: Uh, well, yeah. I wouldn't know what <laughs> as long it's as it's <laughs> part of the problem.
0: Part of the problem.
2: so bad. Um no, but I mean, I I think that for for us getting to to a place where even if it's glitzy and glammy or you know for for anybody looks good on social media or this is where I feel like I should be in the end what matters and where am I going to sleep tight and what you know how am I gonna look back 10 15 20 years from now and am I gonna say I remember that night or I did right by my family I did right by myself
0: but that's because our family you're a stakeholder in your family All those other things that you're showing up for, events, you're a shift worker. You are punching a clock and you are going home. You're a stakeholder in the happiness and success of your family. And I I love the sentiment about from when you were single to when you were married because it's this hole that, especially extroverts, I think, are trying, you know, performers are always trying to fill this hole because we get our acceptance and our love from other people approving of us. Mm -hmm. And then when you finally say, like, I have that at home. Yeah, it that really changes, changes over everything. Time as well. It changes everything. But,
1: but the, we, we also this idea that uh, um, you know I'm no different than people you know uh, who are infinitely younger than I am. Like I'll be in, and I, I did change. I got better at this. It did strike me the absurdity of this. I'd be laying in my bed and I think oh, I just need ten minutes to relax. So. Uh, the kids are getting a bath or what have you. They're about to go eat. And I'd run into my bedroom, lay on my bed, and I do look at my email. And I'd, and I'd look at my Instagram. I'd be looking at these pictures of my kids on her page or my page. I'd be sitting there looking at these pictures of my kids. Then I'd stop and i go, wait a minute. My kids themselves are in the other room. I could go talk. Rather than looking at pictures of my children, it's not like I'm looking at pictures of Nepal. <laughs> You know, and I and I They're miss Nepal so badly. Yes. I, I wish I could go there right now. So the only way I could relate to Nepal is through on this device. I'm like, my children are actually in the other room. Put my phone down, get up, go in the other room, be with them.
0: In defense of Instagram though, the joys of parenthood are often reflective, not real time. When you are in the throes of the greatest vacation, it's often not the greatest vacation. The photographs when you return from said vacation, but when you are sweating your way through Orlando, yeah. it's not the dream trip. The pictures of it on Instagram might be.
2: We, we haven't we haven't uh, had enough courage to. to so I'll tell Orlando. you,
0: I refused to ever go to Disney World because um, I absolutely love the ocean, I love the planet, and I felt like once I take my kids to Disney, it's game over. How am I ever gonna get them to go on a hiking trip again? They're gonna realize, oh, mom, this is walking. I'm not going to do that. And so I refused, refused. Let's hike
1: through the airport in Orlando.
0: Exactly. Right. And I was like, once I go down that path, how am I going to say, hey, gang, we're going canoeing? And uh, so a few years ago, I had left. Uh, I worked at Bloomberg TV, and I had a, a month off between Bloomberg and NBC. And so I took each of my kids on a solo trip. And for the last trip, my daughter, maybe it was three at the time, and uh, someone said to me, you must take this child to Disney. She's begging you to go to Disney. And I broke down and I went, and I will say it was a magical experience. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will not, I, when I was there, I was flabbergasted by adults who were there without any children, and I was like, really, this is the lane you're going? But uh, you need oh, yeah. courage to go. Uh, it only takes a few days, but it's worth going we, with we've been, we did Disneyland.
2: We
1: did we Disneyland, did, we did, I've
0: heard
2: Orlando is like a whole
0: it's a whole it's other huge. level. It's,
1: yeah, it's, it's incredible. Uh, no, 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 please. You go, you I'm a guest here. I'm a guest No, when, as, when I, your,
2: as your guest... No, no, when I start go. to
1: talk on this show, your staff literally looks at me like they all go... Oh,
2: wow, no, we love that you're here. He's a, so this is, uh, this is Alex's first appearance on, on Mom Brain.
1: The first of many, I hope.
2: How, and we'll see. We'll see how well, see how well he See how it goes. So, you know, the news is the news is heavy these days. Oh my God. And you, and you work in the news. You know, we were talking about before that we can turn the news off. We can turn our phones off, but it's something that you have to be aware of and speak about every single day. And, you know, with our, with our children, ours are much younger than yours are, but that's sort of like, how, how do you find that line between protecting them? How much information should we give? Um, how do you yourself cope with, I mean, obviously, if something happens at work, you go home with that. Do you? What kind of relaxation time do you need?
0: Uh, so it's really bad, uh, I would say. It's one of the reasons why I don't really have my kids using social media because there's so much vitriol out there. I don't want my kids to have to read mean, terrible things about me from trolls because I sign... All trolls have every right to say bad things about me because I put myself out there. I have a public facing job, they're allowed to do that. I don't want my kids to have to see all that because that's brutal. Now, something I felt terrible about, uh, and it is my own fault, when President Trump won, I I definitely did not think he would win. And um, his personal conduct is reprehensible and vile. And the way he behaves, it is, is in direct contrast to how we raise our children. Your word is your bond. You must follow through with something you say you're going Honesty. to do. All of those things. honest, Respecting other people. I mean, the number one thing we want our kids to be is kind and civil. Right? When, when Cinderella's mom died, she said to Cinderella on her deathbed, be brave and be kind. Right? Those are things we tell our children every day. I did not know that the president would win, and I mistakenly, I would say, was too loose about how I spoke about him in front of my kids. And then he won. And as soon as he won, uh, my middle son was like, oh, my God, he's like the bully one. And then I felt terrible because I don't want my kids to think of that. Like, I created that. I created a scenario where my children think badly of the person who has the highest office in the United States. I believe in the American dream. All of us live the American dream. I don't want my kids to say that about the president. So that was sort of something I had to get past.
1: We're, we're, we're getting, we're getting uh, uh, I'm getting a hand we're getting, signal here. we getting, uh, getting I'm getting the hand getting signal uh, uh, um, to wrap it up. But So I wanna, well, I'm want to well i going to end my part of this segment with the question, that, the, I mean, this is the real reason I'm here. I'm here for one reason and one reason only, which is to represent men and dads. <laughs> so I'm going to do what I'm sure your husband would do for me if the roles were reversed, and that is, what makes your husband a great dad? Here's your chance to say on the record, what makes him an outstanding father?
0: that he's a truly decent man.
1: He's got a lot of integrity.
0: My husband is a truly honest and decent man. He's
1: a shitty bartender, but he's a good man. Shitty <laughs>
0: bartender. Um, but it's, I'll tell you exactly where you notice it. I tell lots of little white lies and I don't even notice that I do, but my husband notices and my kids do, right? So my kids notice if I lie to my mom on the phone when I say like, oh, when she goes, oh, I called and my kids were there. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm sorry. We were out and we weren't. I just didn't want to answer the phone. Right. Little things like that. And my husband points out and my husband never, ever does that. My husband is some, you know, when we talk about what integrity is, the definition of integrity is to say what you're going to do and actually do it. So I am married to someone who has zero bullshit factor. And so my children can look at their father and say, my Dad is a truly decent man. And there's not a lot of people that can say that right now, and I'm super proud of that.
1: Did you want to take that question as well? What will make sure the father, your children are a great dad while, while, we're, while we have the crew. As so long as uh, we're,
0: here. What, I, <laughs> we're which, here. what she said. Okay, <laughs> Tell me, what do you love about your husband? What makes him a great dad? You know what?
2: When he's doing everything that I want him to do, exactly how I want him to do it, when he's not teaching our kids how to say, he taught our two year old to say butt face the other day. That's a joke. Awesome. I know, awful. it's really funny. No, when but I, you when don't joke says that with it. a two. It is funny, but then he goes to school, and I've already been called into school before, so I don't want to be called into school for my two year old. You can teach him a lot of other things. What about like silly things? The, 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 the boys
1: face? are laying in bed and the lights are out, and i go to leave and they start this game and, and as everybody knows it goes on for this almost unimaginable length of time so i the game i play is i go to the door i go to open the door the lights coming, and they go butt face yeah. i slam the door turn them like it, i run at them and i tickle them i grab them i, I go know, don't call me butt face i know you can come up
2: with, no but so let we me do that tell like you 90 times no every. then then it's like he, an hour. then he sees I love butt face. me her, no no butt it's face a is game. Like, i'm no okay it's a game that we are not playing anymore Okay, so like most famous newscaster in America. Great, and you know what? And you know what? Her kids are at the age where they know when and when not to use butt face. My kids are not at that age. And he sees me. He's like, you know, I'll wake up with our our little one every like ten minutes. The last night, I'll wake up with him all the time. He's like, wow, you're doing such a great job. I'm like putting on one boob, then the other boob, and I'm exhausted. And he's like crying because it's congested. And he's like, I'm just, you know, anything I can do to support you, anything I can do to support you. just don't teach them butt-face. See, because can't I'm do. doing I, I can't such do. bad, Yeah, Exactly, I can't do. exactly. If it's something that he actually like... Copyrighted butt-face. No,
0: we're a, not doing yeah. butt-face I'm you, going to I'm gonna tell you, school face. calls you in. You would rather school say once in a while a butt-face comes out than an Eddie Haskell we're going to,
1: Exactly She doesn't even know Who Eddie Haskell is Thank well, you Well that's a big exactly. problem That's a huge problem <laughs> yeah. here. It's a are chasm okay. yeah. we're going to, By the way We're going to come down To the Jersey Shore yes. We're bringing all the kids We're going to come visit you Come on we're down We're going to come down In the next summer We'll come down yes. For a weekend She we'll, hasn't
2: we'll, invited us By the way You're coming You're coming I read her mind We're going
1: to come And we're going to play Butt face No we're not going to play Any butt
2: face There is no butt face Until the kids are like Her kids age Well thank you so much For your time This was really great Thank you How can we follow you
0: Oh, um, uh, uh, at srule on Twitter. Uh, But I would say my Instagram, I think, is more fun. It's uh, at at steprule, and that's mostly me and my kids.
1: This is MomBrain with Alaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. MomBrain is a Gallery Media Group production.